brand new episode of my podcast. This episode is sponsored by Speedweed, America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Go to www.speedweed.com for all your medical marijuana needs. Enjoy! How can you send food up in a delivery and not include a fork, a knife, a spoon, a little napkin with a rubber band around it? You just gotta find something in the room to eat with. Uh, maybe these two pens? No, I mean maybe these like coffee stirs. How many of those do you have? I have two of these, but they won't really You're make... You're Asian, we can do some chopstick they action. Will... Oh, you know what? Maybe there's, like, something on this. No. Man. We didn't consider that the room service might be busy. You know, I'm from the hood, so I will take a cup and scoop the food off the plate... Oh, okay. ...and dump it in my mouth. Oh, you want to do that? I could do that. It's no problem. I'm not that hungry anyway. I mean, I could eat a little bit just to get my stomach rolling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, there's some cheese and a strawberry here. Uh, you know, I don't want to get binded up too much with this cheese, though. Oh, yeah. I know. You just lost 40 pounds. Uh, yeah, I lost 40 pounds and there was no cheese in my diet. Dude, I don't really eat cheese besides if it's already on something that I'm already eating, like pizza. I love pizza. Or... Garlic knots filled with cheese. You know, that was a year ago when I was on a diet. Mm -hmm. So I lost the weight. Mm -hmm. And I do eat pizza now. So yeah, cheese on pizza with bread, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. But straight cheese and uh, what, what are these round things? Uh, pepperoni? pepperoni? Some kind of meat? Oh, I can't. Uh, if, you, if you get some Indian food. I don't think the Indian restaurant is open still. No, I'm saying the stuff that you have in the... Oh, in the, in the fridge. Oh, you have a fridge? Yeah, it's in the fridge. Okay, you have a fridge and you have no forks. No. I have no fridge. I have no... I have a fridge, no fork, no microwave. So it would be cold. But it might be good. Indian food cold? I don't know. <laughs> I've never had cold Indian food. It's, it's mostly like uh, curry... Yeah. Cold curry is not good at all. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know what I ordered. It's just a bunch of vegetables in sauce. They all sound the same to me. Yeah, I see. Yeah. No chicken. No, there's no chicken. In it. It's all veggies. Well, well, well. Wella, wella, wella. So how did you, when I knew you in Boston, by the way, you're like the person on my podcast who I've known the longest. Really? Yeah. Holy yeah, because all these other comedians that I've had, they're New York friends, or LA friends, or Miami friends, but I know you from Boston. I'm your only Boston friend. No, you're not my only Boston friend. I tried to get Jack Herney to do my podcast, but he's like two hours away. Yeah, he's in Sacramento, right? No, he's in like Santa Barbara. Same thing. <laughs> but, dude... You are like, we go way back. Way, way back. Yeah. When I first met you, you were black. <laughs> now Dude, you're white. When I first met you, you were like heavier. And you said I something was. in the car on the way here. You were like, you never told me I was fat. And mm -hmm. I was like, that doesn't sound like me. I always tell my fat friends they're fat. You didn't tell me that I was eating too, many, too much chicken and beer. Yeah. It was free from the comedy, the comedy clubs. No, I'm telling you, like, if I ran into you without, you know, like, we set this up to, you know, do the show tonight, but if I ran into you, 
without like knowing I'm gonna see you, I don't know if I would. I'd have to hear your voice to know that it was you. I wouldn't have recognized right. you right away. Yeah. But you look great. Oh, why? Thank you. I'm glad I kept my voice. Did you, you know? um, what kind of exercising were you doing? Or are you doing? I'm just doing core exercises. Like what? You know, I do, I do like crunches and I, uh, basically bend down and touch my toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Because a lot Yoga? of people can't touch their toes. Were you not able to touch your toes when you were heavier? I couldn't get past that damn gut. Could you see your dick? My dick is 16 inches. Come on now. We're <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. I can see my dick from here, from, from, from Massachusetts to oh, Rhode Island. Oh, it's white guys with a gut who can't see their dicks. Exactly. Okay. They're all balls anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. That's amazing. Don't you feel like you're like a teenager again? Well, you know, my doctor told me that I'm, I look like I'm 25 years old. Yeah. You know, because I showed him a picture and he's like, wow, you're the same weight as you were when you were 25. And I was like, yeah. Dude. I feel good. This girl at my show tonight, you know, Bob the Builder? <laughs> yeah. His daughter went to Korea like six months ago and she said that guys are wearing makeup now. Like straight guys. Like, they wear, like, cover-up. That's how vain they are. Uh, what are they if you wore, to? if you were, I'm looking at you now, like, you said you look 25. If you had a little, like, <laughs> makeup on, you would look 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to become a stalker here. You know? Makeup. Hmm. I've thought of some eyeliner on my beard just to make it shopper looking, but... <laughs> I do really any of your of anything on the eyes? Do any of your clients wear makeup? Um, you know, I own a barber shop, so some of my clients might do makeup after I finish cutting their hair. I don't know. Uh huh. I don't see too. I a lot. Of, I have a lot of gay guys that I cut. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh huh. A lot of gay guys and a lot of gay women. So yeah, hey, I what, wouldn't put it past them. What percentage of your customers are black? Hmm. Ninety-eight. I cut my. I cut in a in a mixed neighborhood. Okay. So I have a lot of Indian guys, a lot of Asian guys, a lot of Spanish guys, black and white guys. But Asian hair. I have a lot of Brazilians. Asian hair is like the opposite of black hair. And what do you mean by that? Because it's just like it's so it's so like spiky. It's almost like a porcupine hair, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I call it the house of flying daggers when I'm cutting the Asian guys. <laughs> Those splinters are serious. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Know? Like they're like weapons. They're like weapons. I gotta put on like these goggles when I cut their hair because hairs are flying all over the place. Because it'll stab you in your cornea. <laughs> yeah. My brother, when he was a kid, he had like this horrible haircut. Like my my brothers always got their haircuts by my dad in the <laughs> kitchen. Okay. And it always turned out horrible. A home cut. A home cut. <laughs> yeah, do people come in like like their dad cut their hair and oh, then yeah. you have to fix it? Yeah, I, I come, you know, I, I, I do a lot of people that try to do it at home and uh, they just missed. You know, they, they missed the, the, the low fade or just the, the trim. It just, it's a disaster. Yeah, people don't realize it's not like, it's not like just because you drive a car, you could be an Uber driver. <laughs> 
Like, just because you have hair doesn't mean you could cut hair. Because my brother, I always call him butt cut because his hair, it was like shaped butt. here. Butt cut. A butt cut. And it was parted in the middle and it had like a fluffiness at the top and it looked like a butt. So I call him butt cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. I call those haircuts that are cut by gay guys because they make it look like a butt. Oh, you know what? Geishas have hairstyles. Like, the reason why they put their hair in a bun is so that it looks like another anus on their head. <laughs> so it turns on those Japanese businessmen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Only the Japanese know about that, huh? Well, now Japanese people invented, like, a blowjob doll. Mm. And they have, like, long hair that actually looks like mine. <laughs> Jesus. And it's just strictly for blowjobs. Well, yeah. Hey, point me to Japan. <laughs> well, black, black dudes do real good in Japan. Mm. Like, Japanese girls, I heard they love, like, black dudes just clean up. And now that you're fit... I know. I, I got a lot of uh, young girls, high school girls hit on me now. Oh, my God. Mm. Shut up. And what do you do? I usually just say, go get your mother. Yeah. Because, oh, uh, right. Because their mother is about my age. Yeah. Wow. What you do know? they do when they hit on you? Uh, they just, uh, they hint and they hint and they hint and they hint on, you know, going out on a date and see if I'm one of those dirty old men. Wow, they're so aggressive. They're very aggressive, and I'm like, um, I never hit on anybody. When I don't I was play in high stupid, school. right? But you could see other guys probably fall for it. Mm. You know, they do it right in front of my clients at the barbershop. So a lot of times, my clients are like, "Dude, you can get that," and I'm like, "Man, I'm not just trying to cut hair, bro. Just yeah. get a haircut." Yeah, don't you're talk not... about life, man. I, you know, don't act like you have never had it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a guy be like, hey, man, look at that 14-year-old girl. She's going to be something someday. And I'm like, dude, get a haircut, man. <laughs> get a haircut her, her and get father, the fuck out of here. Her father's sitting in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Exactly. Oh, you shit. never know who's sitting in here at the time. So stop, That's you know, that. True. Stop that. Wow. You know? See, for me, getting my hair cut is so traumatizing because I like having long hair. Right. And so whenever I tell them to cut my hair, they always, I always ask for a trim, first of all, because I'm not looking to cut a five inches ever. You know, a trim is a different thing to certain people. You know, they will, they will cut three inches off your hair if you say a trim. I know, but not only do I tell them trim, but I show them how much that I want cut. I say just this much, just half an inch. And I don't know, there's a lot of bad people cutting hair out there, I feel like. <laughs> that they start cutting half an inch and they're like, oh shit, it's not even. I better cut more. And then they cut two, three inches by the time they're done just to get it even. That sounds like super cuts. No, it's not. I go to like good places. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's just traumatizing. But now I think I'm going to cut my hair a little shorter. I'm going to cut it, like, here. No. Don't no? do that. That's, like, five inches. You know why, though? Like, I worked on this sketch show, and I saw, like, a couple of the episodes. Like, and when I'm... When I see myself on camera, my hair is so long 
that it gets lost. Like it's almost too much. And when the camera does close-ups of you, it could only do this much of a close-up. Okay. So when your hair is cut off, your hair just looks flat. Whereas if you have a short haircut like this, you can make it voluminous. Fuller, yeah. You yeah. Full, so it looks better up. in close-ups. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, these are Hollywood problems I have now. Well, check you up. <laughs> You're going all-star on me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that the hair length looks okay. I know. know. Well, long hair looks great in real life. But on television, I've been noticing all the actresses, they all have short hair. Like shoulder length hair at most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you might be able to to catch a star and roll if you cut your hair. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I still have to take like better acting, you know, more acting classes, and I'm not blaming everything on my hair. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But I'm aware. But you got the look. You know, I auditioned for this show, this TV show called Great News. It was a really fun role to audition for because it was like this wacky. You're like a TV uh, journalist. It was a comedy. Yeah, it was a comedy, and um, I had a great audition, and they really liked me, and um, I I went online to look up who got it, and it was Nicole Richie who got it. And she has short hair. <laughs> <laughs> you said, shit, I should have gone cut my hair. Well, besides having short hair, she's also, you know, super famous, and oh, okay. it made me... It made me feel better about myself. At least Nicole Richie still has to audition. Because if they were auditioning me, that means they had to audition Nicole. Sure. So it's just like, everybody's in the same pool. Right? Right. I mean, you know, maybe she had more Twitter friends than you. Well, I mean, she just, people know her. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's probably, if she killed it at the audition, they were probably like, yeah, let's give it to her. Even though oh, we love... they just love... looked at her Twitter friends and said, holy shit, she got fucking two million for the Twitter friends. Yeah, but, I mean, she don't, million, even, she don't even need to be on Twitter. Right she might not even be on Twitter. But she just has the name. I'm sure she's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look her up right now. Let's yeah, see. look she her might... up right some now. Some celebrities... I bet you $20. She's got Some celebrities are not followers. on Twitter. Okay, let me, got... get, let me guess how many she has. I'm going to guess she has... Two and a half million. I just said two million. Or that she's not even on. I just said two million. Or maybe she's got 200,000. She has five million. Holy shit. Dude, she got the part. (laughs) Hands down. Hands down. That right there is about four million dollars coming through the door. Yeah. See? Totally. It, they go by Twitter friends right now. They go by Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you guys, um, I need Twitter followers. You need a ton of Twitter followers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cool. Follow me on more Twitter followers. Follow me on Twitter before she cuts her hair. Follow her. Okay. Because her hair is not the problem. The Twitter followers are the problem. Oh, my God. And then my little brother, he got a bowl cut. 
You mean tell me he looked like Mo from the Three Stooges? Yeah, he looked just like Mo, and and they have like thick hair, so like the hair was just like piled on top. Maybe they wanted to see his ears. Maybe. <laughs> they said we want to see your neck and your ears, the back of your neck and your ears. Well, you know what? Um, we did like we do need to see ears in the Asian family. I always thought you were the only child. What? Why? You never talked about your brothers. Really? Yeah, I've never known you had a family. I thought you were just the only kid. <laughs> I said, man, she never says anything about anybody else. You have a sister too, right? Yeah. I saw her in the picture. I have I have three brothers and a, a sister. A younger sister, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm kind of the black sheep of my family. Really? Yeah. You're ambitious. Nobody else is ambitious. Well, I mean, is it ambition or is it craziness? I think it's the same the same thing. Are you being optimistic or pessimistic? I'm being optimistic about it because it's just the same thing. It's like... Uh, same thing! You know what I mean? You're ambitious and you want to follow your dreams. Yeah. You got to be damn near crazy to do some shit like that. Um, yeah, ambitious is one way to put it. I remember the first time I heard the word ambitious. I was like in sixth grade and I was... <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> well, you think that's Your too... ears wrong at six, in sixth grade, huh? What? When you heard ambition. Yeah. I remember specifically where I was. I was in my grade school... We were having like this music competition and I memorized a Mozart concerto to for the competition because my band director picked it. It's not like I picked the piece. And it was a very technically difficult song with a lot of crazy, you know, like the notes, um, there's a lot of 16 notes. So it, it moves really fast. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't have the concerto all the way down, but when I played it, there's, you know, you're in a classroom and they turn all the classrooms into audition rooms. And there were like two judges at a desk sitting there judging you and taking notes on your performance. And at the end of my song, he said, you're a very ambitious young lady. And I'm like, what does ambitious mean? You know, but I think he thought I was ambitious for picking such a difficult piece. Oh, okay. But I was just following orders. Like I would have just... Played Mary Had a Little Lamb if my band director gave it to me, you know. But I was like this little Asian nerd with like glasses and buck teeth, <laughs> <laughs> hand me down clothes. So that's why my band director was giving me these really difficult songs to play. He's the one who picked me to be the oboe player of the band. Mm. Yeah. And then I was watching Mozart in the Jungle. You know that show on Amazon. And the girl who plays the oboe in that show. She was playing the exact same concertos that I spent years learning. Wow. Yeah. How old, how old I started was she? I started crying. She's like she's like a older. I was a kid when I was playing that. Oh, okay. But I started crying. I was like, I know this song <laughs> better than the back of my hand. It was amazing. That's great. I mean, there was one part where she gets in a in one of those bicycle cabs in New York City. And she's, like, in a rush to get to an audition. 
uh, and she takes out her knife and starts shaving her oboe reed. And I was like, okay, this is not realistic. An, no oboist would be shaving down her overreads in a bike cab in New York City because it's too bumpy of a ride. You ruin your read. It was just a video. <laughs> she said that, uh, record this and I'm going to do this. I emailed the producer. No. Yeah, here we are in Providence. Providence, Rhode Island. This is a cool town. I like the real, I miss the realness of the East Coast. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, you can get the, uh, the crazy people that scream profanity at you at any point. Well, nobody was screaming profane things at me tonight. Except for you. Well, I mean, you know. Except for you when I walked in the green room and you're like, you should be wearing something sexier. <laughs> Yeah, you showing me all these pictures of you in lingerie, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, no, I was showing here? you the pictures that I post on Instagram to promote yeah. this show. Yeah, you're, you're drawing them in by the lingerie. Maybe you but, should just wear it uh, something sexy. Yeah, maybe Not I should. Not lingerie, though. Maybe you know? I should just wear something sexier on stage, because tonight I wore jeans and a t-shirt and a sweatshirt, and I just assume that everybody in the audience already follows me on Instagram, and they know how hot I look. You know what would be really funny? If you wore, like, two pigtails and a schoolgirl outfit with a skirt. You know, skirt. That's how I went on the Howard Stern show. Really? I wore two half pigtails and I had a skirt and Robin was like, you got, like, she's got, like, a schoolgirl vibe going. Exactly. Yeah. You know, most You know guys... what's crazy? Underneath my skirt, I was wearing a garter belt. And, oh. and stockings. Nice. You know what a garter belt is? Yeah. And I... Because I thought, well, it's the Howard Stern show. And the Howard Nobody's Stern... Nobody's going to see you. Oh, well, no. They were videotaping, too. Oh. But I thought, um, well, I don't know. Like, I think we were all nervous for that contest. It was like the hottest, funniest chick contest. And we were all really nervous. And we, we thought he might make fun of us. Because he tears down a lot of hot girls, you know? And, but I think he was scared of us, so he was really nice to us, and we were all surprised. But I wore a garter belt underneath just in case I had to, like, you know, pull out my ass to show them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Your ass. The, the, the serious part of you, huh? <laughs> she is all ass. Um, but... I never had to use that. <laughs> the secret weapon didn't get used that night. I mean, I didn't use it because it was my first time doing a radio show. So I was just nervous throughout the whole thing, mm. you know? So if I was more relaxed, maybe I would have done like a whole twirl around and showed them, given them a little glimpse of my G-string. Your ears are so pointy. Well, it's almost uh, 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> wow! That's when I transform. Well, I guess like... I'm sure a lot of people have pointy ears, but because you shave your head, I didn't... Well, you know, these ears are not that bad, are they? No, they're cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're small ears. You know? Yeah. I can hear real good, too. Can you? Yeah. I like guys with big hearer. ears. You like guys with big ears? So I can clean them out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like my family, we would have a whole train... Where, like, my mom is, like, taking out your earwax, and then I'm taking out her earwax, and then my brother's taking out my earwax. 
Well, you guys going to make something out of it or something? No, it's just we're just grooming ourselves. Just like little monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Q-tips, huh? No, bobby pins. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I... Oh, my goodness. I told you guys my, are cannibals. I told... <laughs> we wouldn't eat them. <laughs> I mean, iron Q-tips. I mean, uh, bobby pins. Gee whiz. You wash it off then at the end, huh? With rubbing alcohol. <laughs> but somebody told me when I was a kid, they said, if you clean out your right ear, and if you still have earwax from your left ear, you'll go deaf. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody can hear in your family, right? They're, they're like, uh, their hearing's good? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, but they would always like say this phrase like, well, you don't listen. You have to get your earwax clean. You know, like if you if you're a kid that doesn't listen to your parents, right. they'll, they'll say that. Did anybody ever say that to you when you were a kid? No, we didn't do ears. What we just you do? Uh, we just uh, what do we, we what did we do? Hmm. As a kid, uh, we just uh, say go wash your ass. I was that gonna was say a butthole. <laughs> That's one of the things. Go wash your ass. Uh huh. That was the main thing. See, nobody told me to wash my ass, so... They just told you to wash your ears. Yeah, just <laughs> ears, ears were the main focus. Mm. Like, we were, like, gross from, like, the neck down, but our ears were spectacularly clean. You're from Korea. Well, my parts are made in Korea. Hmm. What part of Korea? Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. You were never in Korea then. Well, I've only spent like a total of 20 days in Korea my whole life. Because I've only been there twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. You eat Korean food though. Yeah, I love Korean food. I remember that time when we went to that Chinese restaurant there in uh, Chinatown in Boston. That's not Korean. It's not, but you ordered something that was Korean. No, I think that was like a Chinese Korean restaurant, right? I think so, because it came out with this big bowl of soup, mm-hmm. and it was only one bowl in there. I mean, one bone. A giant you, bone. A giant bone that you just kept slurping on. I'm like, what the heck is that? You said you dip it and slurp it. Oh, yeah. You know, Koreans make a lot of noise when they eat food. <laughs> Do you think that's rude? No, I don't think it's rude. I thought it was kind of funny that you're just sucking on this bone all night. It was probably an oxtail or yeah. oxtail it, soup. It was a soup-looking yeah. thing that like had the a meat round, next to the bone. Is it just, was like a quarter of bone that was so shaped like juicy. a dollar bill. Dollar, dollar bills, and y'all. It had a hole in it, and you were just sucking on the bone. And I'm saying, um, you gonna eat or you gonna suck this thing all night? I was not sucking on the bone. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I mean. It's not that I don't remember it. It's that I don't suck on bones. My goodness. It was, you were dipping it in the soup and you were just sucking the soup off the bone. No, I was probably eating the meat off of the bones. But maybe it looked like I was sucking the bones. I didn't see no meat. I just saw all bone in soup. Man, you're out there spreading rumors <laughs> on my own podcast about me sucking on bones. <laughs> I wasn't sucking on no bones. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. That was funny night. That was a funny night. 
You know, I went there after uh, you took me there. I went there and they act like they didn't know English after a while. I was like, yeah, can I get that 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 meal? Oh, you because went there without me? Yeah, I went there without you. How dare you? I know, because it was a tent behind the Chinese restaurant. A tent? A tent. We were sitting in a tent. What? It was, you don't remember? It was, it was in Chinatown. And it was like a tent. Where the cooks, the Chinese we, we people We were with eat two only. other people, right? No, it was just me and you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went back there and uh, I ordered something and I watched a waiter go across the street okay, but what is to your the defini- Chinese What restaurant. is your definition of a tent? It was a, a, it was made out of cloth. Mm-hmm. And we were not in a building? No, we're not in the building. It was in the back of the Chinese restaurant. Uh-huh. It was a tent where it was nothing but Asian people in there. They were eating, and it was all the cooks. Uh-huh. And uh, they were eating. I don't and remember And it was like real Chinese tent. food. I, I was there with you, and they gave me real Chinese food. It was clean, and it was no MSG, and I was eating it. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. And then I went back there. And I was the only black guy in there ordering some food. And they, the dude went across the street and to a Chinese restaurant and came back with a, with a plate of food that was in styrofoam and gave it to me. And I was like, hey, this is not the same shit, man. It was, it was that fried, you know, MSG type I stuff. I have no recollection. Uh, really? <laughs> you took me there. <laughs> you took me to this place. I was like, wow, was where it are like, we? Was it like a spot that I hung out at? No, it was just a spot that you probably that was, went to before. That was open late night. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. I don't know. I have a lot of late nights. Yeah, I was going to say, you must have... Uh... No, I see, I always remember you from Remington's. The Dick, Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault. Yeah, in Boston. Is that yep. still around? No, uh, actually, Emerson old owned that uh, that building. They took it back. They kicked everybody out oh from my God. on Emerson a whole block. Bought the Remingtons out. They owned the building. They wouldn't renew the lease. <gasps> oh, they were so renting they, it to Dick Doherty. Yes. Holy shit! And they said, "We don't want to give you a new lease. You have to go." Every club. There was five clubs. There was four dance clubs and a bar that had the comedy club. And they cleared everybody out of there to change it over for the students. Oh, that sucks. Is it a bar even? It's nothing. It's just for the students. It's like a study hall? Stupid bratty Emerson kids? It's it's a place where they perform and hang out. uh, It's like a fake bar. It's not a bar. It's not go open for, for to the public. It's just all students in there. It's like a part of their their campus now. It's a lounge. Mm-mm. What the fuck is it? It's a place where they go to be students. Remember Mel? Mel. Yeah. He always sat. Oh, at the, the black dude. Yeah. He always sat at the bar. Oh, I. You know what? I want to ask about Mel, but I. I know he was probably seventy years old at the time. This is like fifteen years ago. Yeah. And I'm scared to ask. How I know old? he's probably dead. But who would you ask? I'd probably ask uh, Dick Darty. 
Oh yeah, let's call Dick. Uh, I don't want to call Dick. <laughs> <laughs> that old that guy owes me three thousand dollars. Oh no. I don't know. If I call him, he's gonna say, "You want your money?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not calling for my money. I'm just calling to say hi. Yeah, I know Mel was old, right? Already. Mel was already old back then, so I know he's probably gone right now. You never know; he might still be kicking. I don't think so. He was—he showed up at that bar every every other night. He was drink. there all every time I went there. He was always there. Mm-hmm. So he was a drinker. Yeah. You know, most 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 drinkers don't make it. I don't know. Maybe he has to drink some special juice, but uh, he won't make it that 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 late. Your liver years. can't last like till you're ninety. You don't see heavy drinkers last till their nineties. Exactly. Yeah. So he's probably. Um, I I hate to say it, but he's uh, probably these guys dead. Are dying like flies. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. I mean, fifteen years ago when we hung out. There's so many drinkers that are that are gone in these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, nobody lives forever, right? Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I always remember we always used to say that phrase. This house sure gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember the night you came? You you went on stage with that white guy, uh, Dan uh, Solomon. Solomon. Uh-huh. You used to show up with that guy and you used to sit on... He used to sit down and you used to sit on his lap and act like a puppet or something. <laughs> act like a puppet. <laughs> I used to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the hell are they doing here? Uh, oh, my God. Well, that was my first and only comedy team that I started with him. And we would like, we would like write these acts and he'd be like, see, I'm, I can't, I can say anything now, now that I have a cute Asian on my lap. <laughs> and like, we would like just berate the audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, we had a, we had a weekly show at the Somerville Theater. No, not the Somerville Theater. Jimmy Tingle's Theater on oh, yeah. Monday night. Somerville. In Somerville. But it was called the Jimmy Tingle Off-Broadway Theater. Remember? It's probably still around. And we would, like, pick a comedian to, like, tear down each week. And we would write jokes about them while I played Schubert's Serenade on the piano. (laughs) And we would tell them why they should quit comedy. (laughs) Wow. We were the original roast battlers. Uh, You were. But that guy that you were with, he sucks. <laughs> it was like, dude, when you make people laugh, when he was all alone solo, it was like sitting there, like waiting for the laugh. Really? Really? You, know, you knew him? Yeah. I mean, I guess I always looked at him like he was older and more experienced because, like, he started four or five years before me. I would like take advice from him. I, I would like I would like learn things from him, you know. Like we would. He was a Jewish kid. Yeah, I usually just say he was a Jew. <laughs> I thought he was going someplace myself. 
So that's why I wanted him to prove to me that he was going someplace by making me laugh or just making the the audience laugh. You but know, he never got a consistent flow. You know, yeah, it was it was hard to like get booked as a team. You know. Yeah, because it's hard enough getting got, booked as an open micer, let alone now we're a comedy team. Now there's two of us being unfunny on stage. He was alternative, and you were dirty. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, he was, he was an alt comic. Yeah, he was alternative, and he would never make nobody laugh with that alternative stuff. And you were dirty, and you were shock comedy, and it was like, wow, Esther is killing them. But uh, this guy right here, but who he's is he? bombing with his lines. When yeah. we were up there together, he's bombing with his lines. I mean, and you're 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 bringing it back, and you're like, "What do you need this guy for?" Yeah, I guess I thought I needed somebody maybe at the beginning. Well, yeah, at the beginning. At the beginning, maybe I thought I needed somebody, and so one time we went up at the comedy studio, and we actually had a really great set, which was rare for us. This guy who owned a bar, he was like, "Hey." do you guys want to host a karaoke night on Tuesday night at my bar? And we were like, okay. He was like, we'll pay you 50 bucks. And for us, like, after just performing for free everywhere, just be feeling lucky if we get stage time, <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, are we worth 50 bucks? Right? So we were both really nervous about hosting the karaoke night. We were like, I don't know if we could do it. Like, we only have, like... <laughs> Like, we only have, like, two minutes worth of jokes. How, how can we host a karaoke night? How stupid are we, right? So, so this guy, he's like, he keeps calling us. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I really like your act. And I think you guys were the funniest that night. And I want to make flyers. And we're like, flyers? Like, what? Like, this guy is going overboard. <laughs> and and he was like, yeah, I need I need some photos of you. So then we had to, like... That, that was, like, the first photo shoot I ever did. But it was just, like, we just went to a fucking playground in Somerville. And I was just, like, on a swing. And I was just, like, <laughs> I don't know how to do a photo shoot, you know? I was selling pens. I was a pen sales rep. So I'm just, like, I don't know what to do. And I was wearing, like, these leg warmers and... Um, oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I was wearing <laughs> leg warmers everywhere. And they would get so gross in the Boston snow. They would get all black and... Gross, right? No offense. And <laughs> and so I, I had this photo of me and him. It was at Koo and the Jew karaoke night. And what happened was we had set up this whole thing after we were like not even... We just kept doubting ourselves the whole way. Like really? We're like, why does this guy want to hire us? Like We still want to write our jokes and work on our act before we host a karaoke night. And... We made a flyer and we we're like, but this flyer's too much. Like, oh my God, like it's so much. We're putting our picture out there. This seems ridiculous. And then um, the first night we were supposed to host it, I had to go out of town for a Sharpie meeting. I had some sales meeting that came up. I had to fly to like Arizona or something and I couldn't not do it because that was my day job. So right. I called him and I said, hey, you're going to have to host it by yourself. And he was like, okay. But I should have said, let's start next week when I come back because he fucked it up for me. I was going to say, I was going to say, this guy by himself is a disaster. 
everywhere he went, I would be seeing Dan on stage, and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's got five minutes or seven minutes. He is going to burn. Yeah, so when he went, he did. he hosted it, and I think they were fine with it, but then I think he asked for too much money. Oh, no. Yeah, see, I think we were supposed to get $50 each, and he said... Well, since she's not here, shouldn't I get the hundred? I think that's what happened. Yeah, poor negotiations. Yeah, so then I think he pissed off the guy who hired us, and I never got to host a karaoke night there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He blew it. How stupid is that, right? That is stupid. Yeah. That is straight stupid. That was so stupid. And he didn't even uh, apologize or anything, huh? Yeah. That Whatever was, happened to that guy? That was stupid. Have you seen him since? Yeah, I saw him a few years ago. I don't know, I think he's teaching somewhere. Oh, okay, he's not doing comedy anymore. Yeah, he's not doing comedy. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm just saying that that's... Uh, sometimes when people are not that funny, they need to... Uh, Remove themselves? Well, you know, you got to back up a little bit and say, hey, what am I doing wrong? Or yeah, this shit's too hard. Oh, or... I heard Mark Marin talk about you when Joe Wong was on his podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember I called you? Yeah. Did anybody else call you? I t- I've seen Joe. Joe. Joe asked me to come out to China. Really? Yeah. Did you I go? I told him that I don't do, uh, I don't go, I don't leave the country, man. Why not? I'm black. Yeah, all the more reason to leave this country, because guess what? A lot of unarmed black people get shot. I'm not in that that mix. You know, I, I just can't go to China. I've been offered to go to Dublin. It's like, uh, I don't know. Man. I just think an audience is an audience. No, but the, you know what if I mean. I get I get big audiences in Massachusetts and in, in Boston. I get big audiences, and I'm satisfied with the the laughter of the shows. Yeah, Chinese people they don't really laugh much. I was gonna say, how are Chinese people gonna uh, dig me? They give you no love. They just stare at you. Yeah, what, what am I gonna do? Uh, karate fight everybody after the show in order to get some love? Yo. I did a show in Shanghai. It was horrible. <laughs> they were like, yeah, they'll know English there. And I get there, and first of all, not a lot of people knew English. Mm. And second of all, like I had to email them a list of all my jokes that I was going to do. And then wow. they said, I can't do this one. I can't do this joke about having one-child policy. I can't do this joke. Like, nothing wow. offensive. They took everything out that was offensive in my set and just left me with, like, stupid jokes. And oh, so yeah. I was just bombing so you bad. You were supposed to get up there and scream Pikachu all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt. I felt I didn't feel like the audience was going to connect. Yeah. So I didn't go. You know, I said, um, what am I going to talk about? Right. But Dublin you could do. Dublin is, is at least they speak the English there. Thing. It's 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 uh it's a it's a type of accent, and but at uh, least they're drunk and they would laugh. Yeah, they're good yeah, laughers. Well, I mean, I would have to do a crowd work session there. 
Yeah. I couldn't really do my jokes because most of my jokes are racist. I mean, they would laugh, but I would do a crowd work thing to show the racism at a higher level. Yeah. And they would laugh. I could kill the place, but I, in the back of my mind, I wouldn't really be satisfied because I had to work so hard. Right. You know, if you have to work so hard, you're like, man, if I stayed here, I'd become a beast of Dublin. But I'm American and I love America and people get me easier in America. Yeah. I can do any style in America <clears throat> and get those type of laughs. Totally. So it doesn't really turn me on to go any place out of the country and uh, try to see where they're coming from. You know, like uh, England, you know. Yo, England is whatever. <laughs> like, London is a humongous city. It's way too big. Like, I know my way around New York. Nice. And it's easy. And I know people in every borough who sell weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the next borough and you sell that weed for a markup. But London is fucking huge. You've been there. Yeah, I didn't like it because it was just massive. I was like, I had no fucking idea London was this big. Have you been to the Montreal Comedy Festival? Yeah. Really? Not How as, was it? Not as a performer. Oh, not as a performer. Yeah, you know, when I was still selling pens, I had that company car mm. in Boston, and Boston's only five hours from Montreal. So oh, Only? Yeah, it's nothing. When you got a free car, it's like, yeah. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. go. So we went up. I took some friends of mine, and we went up to the Montreal Comedy Festival, and the border people were like, what do you have in your trunk? And I was like, pens. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why do you have pens? I was like, because I sell pens. And they were like, next time, leave them at home. I'm like, I'm not going to sell pens in Canada. Like, it's just, I just didn't clean out my car before I went to Montreal. Oh, that car was a mess. Oh, my God. You knew me when I was messy. Yeah. I'm I, so clean now. I looked and I stuck my head in that car. I was like, you was like, hey, let's go to New York. I was like, where the fuck am I going to sit? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. which, which car? The Trailblazer? Yeah, the Trailblazer. It was full of pens in the back seat and the, the side had paperwork, the side seat, the, the passenger oh, seat. Oh, probably all my like prompts like, and responses. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to like, I had to take record of like which stores I went to, all the staple stores that I went to. And that is so funny. I used to be really, really messy. I know. I looked in that car. I was like, this is your car? He was like, no, it's a company car. I was like, I can't go to the way. Am I going to sit on the top of the roof? I know. I used to, like, lose hamburgers in there from McDonald's. <laughs> I, would get the, yeah. I would get the cheeseburger meal, the two cheeseburger meal, eat one, and then I would lose track of the second one. <laughs> I thought I saw something moving on the floor. Dude. At least it's cold in Boston where, like, ants can't take over your car because it's too cold. Because I've seen that in Florida. Actually, one time I was in Orlando driving down to Miami in a rental car. And I left a bag of Taco Bell in the car in the sun. And the next morning, ants were crawling all over the dashboard. And, like, the whole drive to Miami, I was, wow. like, just, like, shivering because it was uh, so disgusting. I that is... 
That it was terrible. That sounds terrible. But when I had that company car, like, my manager would fly in from Ohio or Atlanta and work with us, like, for three days out of the month. So when they were coming in, I had to spend the day right before they came in cleaning my car. Oh, yeah. You're never going to get those ants out of there. They're all in the engine and... No, no, no. I didn't have the ants in Boston, though. It's too cold for ants in the car. Oh, yeah, there's nothing up here in Boston. It, it, you can't have snakes or anything pop out of nowhere. No. Nothing's popping out of anywhere around here. Yeah. No mudslides, no earthquakes, none of that shit. So, yeah, so I always, yeah, my car was really messy. Yeah. And you asked me to go to New York with you one time, and I looked in the car like, what the fuck is she talking about? See, I never told you you were fat. You never told me I was messy. I didn't. I, I well, I actually did tell you. And I said, "Dude, what's up with this car? You know, you you uh, you don't have no room, and you have a trunk, <laughs> and you had pens in the trunk too." Yeah, I had boxes and boxes of pens. Yeah. Yeah. That was just too much for me. Yeah, it was gross. It right? was. Yeah. And I was just amazed with you driving back and forth from Boston to New York to do comedy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. I've never met a girl that drives on a highway. What? And you were just driving, 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 driving. I was really? Like, wow. What do you I mean? I was impressed. A girl who doesn't who drives on the highway. I I don't meet too many girls that drive long distances like that. Oh my god. By herself. I love You were in the car by yourself most of the time. I love driving. That's crazy. Cuz when I'm driving, I feel freedom. Yeah. But I'm saying that I could have drove some and then you could have drove some. And usually I'm driving the girl and she never drives. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, because I love driving. How am I going to make it to Florida if you don't drive? Right. How am I going to make it to back and forth to New York if, if I drive there? You should drive back. And they don't like driving. I just never met a girl that drove, so I was... I was I was impressed. That's why with that you. pen, I was that like, pen wow, sales you're job. Driving by, you're gonna go to New York right now? Yeah, I'm off. I'm gonna go down. Yeah, That's, I was just fearless. Wow. I know. Are you still like that? Yeah, I love driving. Really? I love driving. Yeah, because when I was a kid, when I was 15, and my brother was 17, he would charge me five dollars to drive me to Target, because he had his driver's license and I didn't. And you're a teenage girl. You want to buy, like, lip gloss. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go to Target. And he'd be like, it's $5. And he, what a fucking asshole, right? <laughs> and then, like, you know, I have friends of mine whose brothers, like, bought them lip gloss and stuff. And I'm like, my brother charges me $5 for him to take me to Target just because he's older. I bet you you could drive my truck, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. That's a turn-on for, like, most guys with a truck to see their girls drive their trucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because my truck is huge. It's that uh, 1500 big boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you a know, big truck. tough, you know? It's the big horn. I like those trucks where you feel like it's, like, an SUV inside, but then there's a whole pickup thing, too. Exactly. And you can drive that just like a regular car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I... I drove a Trailblazer. That's probably the biggest car I drove. So your car is way bigger than a Trailblazer. Yeah. Your car is huge. It's a big one. Yeah. But it's nice. I think I should get a big car so people move out of the way for me. 
when I'm driving. <laughs> That'll do it. I like that. You know, especially your Asian too. That would be uh, a devil standard. Right? You're like, she is definitely, uh, she is definitely going to kill me or kill somebody. Yeah, people will be lyrical. afraid of me. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, well, tonight was so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. we got tomorrow night, too, so. Yeah. I haven't seen great. you in a long time. It's great working with you. I know. Last time I saw you was uh, last year. Oh, yeah. It you wasn't that long town ago. for... Uh, Oh, for, I had, a, I had a college. Oh, yeah, I came to your barbershop. Yeah, yeah, you had an Emerson. I mean, uh, what was it called? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I had a college... Amherst. Amherst, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Amherst. Did, yeah, that was two years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow, time flies. Or three years ago. Get out of here. It might be three years ago. No, it was last year. It was not last year. Two years ago, we did the podcast thing. Okay, it was two years ago. So three years ago we did the podcast thing. Um, so yeah, I came by your barbershop. Yeah. No, that was last year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. on the way here, I asked you. I said, "Do you want to? Do you mind if I say the name of your barbershop?" And you're like, "No, don't say it because you already make. You have too many customers. You got to turn them down." Yeah, I got customers coming through the drop yeah, you ceiling. Know, it's because you're so you're so nice and you're so funny. Right? People yeah, they come, come there. They come there to laugh and uh, express themselves. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, uh, so people just come even on down. even after guys get their hair cut, they probably still just hang out just to talk. No, no, you're not allowed to hang out and talk at my shop because I don't have that many seats. Yeah. And the people just keep coming. Well, maybe you should get a bigger space. I don't. I don't really like to. Uh, I don't want people to try to pull the comedian in me out in the barbershop. Yeah. I try to keep it as business. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, ah, uh, no. You're not man. always on. After I finished their hair and I gave them that 20 minutes to cut their hair that time, all right, get the fuck out. Yeah. You have to go. Do people when they're getting? Is it like? Um, I'm like a psychiatrist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People want to pour their feelings out, and I say, hey. You have to peel them off the chairs because they want to keep talking to you. Yeah, they want to keep talking. Because maybe you're the only person that listens to them for that 20 minutes. Exactly. And what kind of problems do they tell you? Oh, they tell me about all their problems as far as relationships. Their woman problems? Uh, yeah. Like, what's what's a problem you see over and over again? What's something that's very common? Well, you know, most of the college kids that come in, they want to talk about uh, what kind of woman to date. Oh, they want to ask you advice? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're 22 years old. You shouldn't be looking to get married right now. Yeah. You should be basically... You should be figuring out what kind of woman you like and test a couple. Exactly. Because those people who get married so young... They end up divorcing. Because they're curious. You yeah. know, they want to see how other women are. They see other women that they like. They see a different man that they like, whatever. Yeah. And it's like you're, 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 you're committing too early. Right. You know, a lot of college kids would, you know. 
Yeah, so you have to, like, you, what makes you a good barber besides your haircutting skills is that you're a good listener. Exactly. I do most of the listening and, you know, I tell them, hey, That's man, what they yeah. tip you for, for I listening. I say, dude, you're pussy whipped, man. You need to stop. Uh, you need to go out there and just date. Yeah. And stop trying to find all of that in one woman right away and putting too much pressure on her. Oh, I want to break up with her. Oh, I told her this. I'm treating her mean. Don't treat her mean. Just be uh, a guy that dates and a guy that enjoys company and continue your studies. Yeah, you know? man. I got a lot of 20-year-old boys listening to this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Even younger, too. 16. Well, hey, that's good. You know, I mean, these guys uh, should basically uh, enjoy life. Learn how to enjoy life. Enjoy life, people. Yeah, stop sitting around and thinking that uh, this is it. You have so much life They're ready to settle down so early. You're older longer than you're younger. So if you're going to play that 16 to 30 stuff and act like this is life, there's so much life to live after that. So Mm -hmm. take your time and try to just go out there and enjoy life and have fun and and just just stop trying to commit so soon. It's too much pressure. Yeah. You know? All right. Words of wisdom from comedian G Funny on Twitter. At Comedian G Funny. That's right, yeah. Greg Howell. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by to do my podcast. Hey, thanks for inviting me to do the show with you. You killed it tonight. Oh, thank you. You know, and tomorrow night we got two shows, so I am studying you. (laughs) I am like, Oh, my God. Well, it felt really good to be back in my old stomping grounds because the last time I was at the Rhode Island Comedy Connection, I was driving down from Boston doing an open mic there. That was a long time ago. So I got to play Boston, too, while I'm, you know? I think that you would be really good in Boston after seeing you tonight. I was amazed. I was like, man, she is killing them out there. She is so sharp. Yeah, but you knew me when I first started, so... You know, you see yeah, the but you were shot back then and you were you would come in remember the show that I had? On Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah. You would come in and you would do a set that was not a set that you would do all the time. You would just talk and just ask people questions and stuff like that and it would be different every time. Really? Yeah. Aww. And I was like, man, she is just raw. Oh, thank you. So I, I, I was, I was curious tonight, uh, just like tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to say, hmm, is she gonna do the same thing every night, or is she gonna do like she did tonight to do the crowd work, and it would be different. Yeah. Because different, you're asking people questions, and you're finding different people in the audience, and it, uh, it has to come out different. Yeah. So I'm excited now. Oh my God! I well, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so happy that you were available when I was out here. So, yeah, you made it all the more more fun. Well, you you got me you got me out, and uh, I'm I'm doing everything. I'm hosting gigs. I'm opening gigs. I'm featuring gigs. I'm headlining gigs. 
Exactly. So you called me right when I was free. Perfect. And I said, you know what? I will go back down to the Comedy Connection. And uh, I'm curious as to how funny you are because you're, you're, you're killing them around the country. Oh, my God. Well, I'm so happy that we're doing this. And everybody follow Greg on Twitter at Comedian G Funny. And go get your hair cut by him. No. <laughs> no, he actually don't want new customers. See you guys next week. Bye. Brought to you by Speedweed, America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. From celebrities to soccer moms, Speedweed offers same-day and overnight delivery of medical marijuana throughout California. Go to www.speedweed.com to purchase your joints, your edibles, your vape pens, your eights, whatever you need to get high. I love their weed and you will too. Well, this was such a fun episode. Greg didn't want me to reveal the name of his barbershop because he doesn't want to get inundated with all of you guys. But if you do live in the Boston area, feel free to go to Perfect Style Barbershop in Malden, Massachusetts. Sorry, Greg. Um, but he has a long line. But if you do need a haircut, you can maybe ask him, hey, you know, I'm friends with Koo and she said I can come in. Actually, not really. I'm just a stalker. Yeah, feel free to stop by and tell him that you enjoyed this episode. So thank you so much, Greg, for doing my podcast. And you can also see me coming up live in Florida, June 3rd at the Boca Black Box and Boca Raton, or August 2nd at Tavolino's Italian Restaurant in Coral Springs, Florida. And as always, download past episodes at www.fannycoo.com. You can order your own personalized podcast at funnycoo.com slash podcast. Sign up for my email list so you know exactly when the new podcast episode drops next week. Thank you guys so much. See you soon.